Welcome to the Public Relations Global Network's 30th Anniversary Podcast. I'm Adrian McIntyre. And I'm Abby Fink, Vice President General Manager of HMA Public Relations in Phoenix, Arizona, and a founding member of PRGN. With public relations leaders embedded into the fabric of the communities we service, clients hire our agencies for the local knowledge, expertise, and connections in markets spanning six continents across the world. Our guests on this limited edition podcast series are all members of the Public Relations Global Network. They will discuss such topics as workplace culture, creative compensation, and succession planning, the importance of sustainability, and environmental, social, and governance programs, crisis communications, and outside-of-the-box thinking for growing your business. For more information about PRGN and our members, please visit prgn.com. And now, let's meet our guest for this episode. Hello, I'm David Fuscus. I'm the CEO of Xenophon Strategies in Washington, D.C. David, one of the things I wanted to chat with you about is over the last couple of years as PR practitioners and business owners, we've been really struggling with what the workplace needs to look like and, and should we think differently about the type of individual that we're bringing into the workplace, particularly to serve our clients in their communications capacity. And you've done some really interesting things in terms of thinking outside of the box. And I thought we could spend a little bit of time talking about that. One in particular um, over the most recent time with um, COVID-19 was bringing in uh, a medical professional to join your team, at least in the short term. So talk a little bit about what that looks like. Well, you know, in the context of what's going on out there, you know, technology has, has, has transformed and disrupted, to use the modern vernacular, so many industries. There's really no industry that's been disrupted more by technology than public relations. If you think back 20 years ago, 25 years ago, the practice of PR was earned media. And now there's so many more things. There's so many more components of, 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 of that. And what we've seen uh, over you know, the last 10 years ago, trying to stay relevant with our clients' needs, is a need for more kind of non-communications type of counsel and, and, and programs, uh, really, that can become the things that we use the communication skills to go out and, and, and broadcast. And in the context of, of that, so at the beginning of the, uh, of the, of the pandemic, I was on a phone call with one of our clients, a big energy company, and um, uh, we were talking about the pandemic and what to do, and they were making decisions. And I thought about it a little while afterwards, and I called up the COO, and I'm like, you need to hit the brakes because we don't know what we're talking about. We don't have the information we need. We do not have medical information. And so took that idea, that kernel of an idea, recruited initially one epidemiologist, uh, a doctor of public health, and then another epidemiologist uh, who's a mapping epidemiologist. And we began rolling out and, and offering straight consulting services to, to, uh, to, to, to companies. And it worked out from a business point, it worked out, you know, it worked out very well. Uh, these people were independent contractors that, uh, that, that, that came in. And, you know, what made that all work is that we were open to doing something that was non-communications but was related to it. So all of this work that we did, we did the work, we did the consulting, we also did the PR on top of it of going out and, and letting the world know what they were what they were doing. And we look for at Xenophon, we look for opportunities to do that more and more. 
to the point where our revenue right now is probably 20% straight out consulting. You know, it's interesting, David, th- thinking back to a biography I read of Edward Bernays, huh? who's considered by some to be a founding member of the practice Father of public of PR relations. is his nickname, absolutely, yeah. But he did something similar. And we could debate whether he did it for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, but putting together scientific panels and even starting journals on particular topics to help shape the narrative. I'm not suggesting there was a spin component to what you were doing, but this idea of bringing in outside scientific experts and kind of mobilizing them to then have something to communicate about is is not a brand new idea. It's almost an old one. Well, it's absolutely. Edward Renee's, you know, he was around in the 1920s, 1950, 1920, 1925. Kind of what's uh, what's old is is new again. But uh, as Abby well knows, if you're going to go out and and promote something in the public realm to the public, you need to have something that's newsworthy in order to to promote. You know, I'll give you an example is a couple of years ago, uh, the U.S. horse racing industry was was uh, suffering from a number of horse uh, race horse deaths. It got a tremendous amount of national uh, press. We were brought in to, to 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 work with that, and we went in and, and looked at our client, the Jockey Club, which is an organization, and they were doing all this great work on on equine health and horse health and safety for for, uh, uh, for 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 horses it just wasn't collected all in one place we put it together we put it into a report all this research we went out with the report and then built our communications around around that so yeah it is it is Bernays. it is exactly the stuff as long as you're not filling things up with 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 BS, right? I mean, because what works best in the public realm these days, and I think probably always has, is truth. And in the case of COVID, you know, as you said, none of us really knew what we were talking about. As communicators, we have the knowledge of what we should do, how we should do it, maybe the timing of what should come out, who should be the person sharing that information and such. But we, as you said, we didn't have the information. And what we said today was going to be very different tomorrow. Do you see this applying to other categories? Are there other outside professionals that we can think about that can help in that shaping and framing of this messaging that may not be specific to the medical profession? Absolutely. And I'll give you an example. About uh, two months ago, we hired a, a new employee, a young man. It was a, it was a, a, a tech entrepreneur, actually, uh, from Ukraine, from, from Leave uh, in the States, uh, was a, a refugee. And uh, he didn't know anything about PR and still really doesn't. But as we expand our, our technology practice, and we've got one client in particular that's a, a blockchain crypto company, well-established, a uh, well-established one. And so we hired him in because of his technical expertise, of his expertise in that field, not as a, not as a communicator. And he is doing some communications things, but he has now become kind of the brainchild of that whole account team now because he understands it so well. And if I'd gone out and hired somebody just maybe who had worked in PR or we are in tech and stuff, I wouldn't have this deep reservoir of experience with, with, uh, with, with this, uh, this person. And, uh, you know, when you're working for agencies, there's always the question, like, how billable is that person going to be? Because you've got to generate, you know, uh, revenue from, uh, from uh, folks. But you can have people working on account teams that, that aren't necessarily doing the, doing the PR. And for us, this is just a, a you know, a recent example. In our ESG and uh, sustainability practice, 
which is becoming more and more, uh, you know, consulting doing the the work is that we're looking to make a hire now, and we're not hiring PR people. We're, we're looking. We're going to hire a data scientist because you need somebody to be able to handle all that data and those uh, those numbers, and and uh, you know that'll get fed back into the PR machine, but. Uh, but it really enriches the overall uh, experience, and I think the overall work for the uh, for the clients are uh, you know really benefits from from hires like these. It's a mindset that we have to shift to think differently about it. You know, there, we are so locked into they need to be good writers, they need to understand Associated Press style, they need to have media relations skills, whatever that is. We dabbled a little bit and got a little less strict when we were bringing in social media content developers. And we might be a little bit on the creative side, but this is a real, you know, radical departure, if you will, to bring in those true experts that are providing us with the content, allowing us to be the the sharer of that content, but it comes from a different place. And um, it's it appears to me that 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 is how we have to start thinking and whether we are doing this in a in a in a crisis situation or we're doing it on a very specific line of business we have a much better opportunity to advise our clients if we're looking at it from a a larger perspective and we're getting that knowledge and expertise we are the expert communicators but that doesn't mean we're experts in all the topics we're being asked to communicate about absolutely but it's the combination of being expert communicators and also you know, a trusted voice that's based in experience to how do you create things that are newsworthy and attention worthy uh, out there? Because, you know, the days of sending out a press release and, you know, written like a story as it always is, 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 you know, long gone. If they were ever here, I don't, you know, I wasn't doing PR in the 60s and the 50s, but uh, I guess that it wasn't just, you know, throwing press releases out. So I tell my people all the time, the press release has two two purposes. It is um, introduces, and uh, you know, the issue to, to, uh, to, and then it is a fact and a quote delivery device, right? You're not getting anything out from there. And uh, when you're building uh, what you're out promoting around, uh, around, real things that you're doing to create news, you get attention on it, right? Where do you find these other folks? Like, what's your method to put out the the job notice that you're hiring a crypto expert or a epidemiologist? I'd like to say you just advertise on LinkedIn. I've had the most success of going out to my network. Now, I'm in Washington, D.C. I come out of politics and, you know, back when I was on Capitol Hill, when I first got there in the 80s, uh, you know, I began working on consciously building a, a network and the care and feeding of it. It's I spend the first hour of every day, you know, calling people, touching base, uh, uh, you know, this, this this kind of thing. So it's going out to the to, to, to the network. That's the place that you that's the place that you you start Uh However, right now we're advertising for a data science a data scientist. We want to get somebody relatively, you know, just out of school. So we're advertising at 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 schools for the coming, you know, for the graduation cycle uh, of, of of universities that are that are that are really skilled in, in in data science. So these individuals that have these skill sets need to think differently as well about where they're considering their employment because they probably wouldn't have had a PR agency on their list of places to send a resume. 
Well, it was interesting in our uh, discussion today at the at the the, the you know the biannual meeting of the Public Relations Global Network. A guy, Mark Patterson from Curry Communications in Australia, was talking about his uh, uh, recruiting, and his firm is almost exclusively now in environmental issues and sustainability. But he's not really uh, hiring straight PR people anymore. He's going and high and, and hiring people that work at sustainability organizations in communications to have. Those two things. So he's going, you know, he's being very targeted in his in his uh, his recruitment. He's not just going out for uh, for resumes. So I think the lesson in this is for both sides of that equation. As the communications professionals, we need to think differently about what we are offering in our counseling role to our clients and what what that team of individuals looks like. And it may not be that traditional uh, definition. And those that we want to bring in can can find value in joining and partnering on behalf of our clients to work together because ultimately they are using their skill set. They're just doing it with within the consulting role or within a consulting agency versus right. in-house with the, another firm. The, absolutely. You know, very well said. And and the work that you do on consulting, that type of stuff becomes most powerful when it's when it's coupled with communications and you're out launching out into the world. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Public Relations Global Network's 30th Anniversary Limited Edition podcast series. You can find all the episodes now in your favorite podcast app. Episodes are also available on our website, along with more information about PRGN and our members at prgn.com. 